0: Welcome to Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Minga, and this is the only podcast where you're going to get some funny, you're going to get some real, and guess what, family? You're going to get all of me. (laughs) Where are you going to get all that from, right? Listen, family, listen. I can come on here with all the disclaimers I want to come on here with, but look, I got some ideas for this podcast. Now, I'm not a professional, but I love to come on here and just share with y'all. I love to share the Word of God with y'all, my journey, and just let you know what's going on in my life, you know what I'm saying? So so any of my mistakes, you don't have to make them, you know what I'm saying? I want to tell you about my experiences so it can help you, okay? So... I do have an announcement before we go on. Um, I have a few people that have made, uh, they started their own podcast and I am so excited about. I do want to um, get all the information for y'all. The Lord's willing, I will get back on here um, by uh, tomorrow and give you the information That you need to know and maybe y'all can go and y'all can go check them out, you know. Um, let them know I sent you and you don't even have to let them know. Just go over there and check them out. But um, and you know, they need the support and the encouragement. Um, and and I'm all about that, you know. I I wanna see people be supported. You know, sometimes we just need a little of that, you know. And I want y'all to go over there and just, just let them know to, to stay encouraged. And uh, I believe they got some good stuff. And you're going to love what you hear. <laughs> but um, that's my announcement. I have some other things that's coming up. And I'll tell y'all soon. I have a play that's coming in December. And uh, I am looking so forward to it. Um, I'm so excited. I can't even tell you how excited I am. I will tell y'all more about the play um, in the upcoming days. And also about my online store, which y'all already knew about. Um, so I'll tell you more about that because we revamping everything. We're even going to revamp our podcast, okay? Um, because I like to give y'all some substance. And... I like to share my journey, I love to share the Word of God with you, so I want to give you more of that and everything, and uh, we can even talk about things that's going on in the world, and I do want to say this, understand, when Jesus was telling us about these things that were going to take place in the last days, it's not for you to be scared, to live, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us power to love. Understand that this is for you to be aware. This is for you to keep your eyes open. This is for you to keep praying, okay? Understand and get closer to the Lord. Get closer to him like never before. Draw closer to him and, and develop a prayer life. Okay. Develop a prayer life. Let's start fasting. Um, let's start worshiping, getting more into the word because we want uh, to develop a real, uh, walk with him. Okay. So, you know, we, it's, it's not about that being afraid because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he wants you to be aware you need to have your eyes open. And this is not the time for play. It's never been a time for play. Anybody who thought it was a time to play with God, you are sadly mistaken. And if you know anyone like that, they are sadly mistaken. It's time to get back to church, to a Bible-believing church. I understand that some people were hurt hurting this, that, and the other. But it's time to forgive and ask God where to go, you know? So... We want to just get our own houses in order. Work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And we want to uh, uh, basically do that. And when I say that, that's not saying that, oh, let's be fearful. But we need to reverence God and who he is. And hell is a real place. So we want to be prepared to meet him because God is preparing himself every day to meet you. Okay, um, I told somebody like uh I want to share this with y'all. I told someone that God gives all of us a amount of time in life, and I heard this from my brother in Christ. His name is Ty Jackson. Go check him out on YouTube. Man, wonderful man of God. He has so much knowledge about the word of God, but um he shared this, and he said, God allows us so much time. We have a measure of time where we need to do the things that God has called us to do, and we need to do it. The, the problem, and I, I, I piggybacked on it a little bit and said, the problem with most humans is uh, uh We spend a lot of time doing what we want to do or doing what we feel is best and Actually, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be directed by God. And in all that we do, we supposed to include God in every life decision. There's no such thing as, I don't have to include God. The Word of God says, if we acknowledge Him in all thy ways, He shall direct our path. Some say He will Direct our path. So at the end of the day, we need to learn how to include God in every aspect of our lives. Not just in the things we think we should, but in relationships and family and who we become friends with in anything that you do. Okay? You need to include the Father. He wants to be included and he wants to be first. And the problem is with a lot of humans, we make the wrong decisions. This is why we see a lot of things going on. We see a lot of divorce. We see a lot of this. A lot of these people are not even coming together, asking the Lord anything, just doing things because of your human mind. And I'm here to tell you, if you keep depending on your human mind to tell you this, that, and the other, and you keep following the direction of the flesh, the flesh is designed to cause you to go to hell. Your flesh is set up, I'm telling you, that will cause you to go to hell because the flesh is selfish. The flesh wants what it wants. The flesh don't want to have any dealings with the spirit. It doesn't want to hear anything the spirit is saying. So if you keep being led by your flesh, you are surely going to not live again, but you surely will die and not just a a, a spiritual, but a physical, you know, because your flesh is set up, is designed to cause you to lose your soul. Okay, the flat honey, it, and that's why when I used to hear people say, Oh, I'll get right when the Lord is ready. Oh, I'll do this when God is ready. God is always ready. It, it ain't no such thing when the Lord is ready. He's always ready for you to come to him. He's always listening for you to repent. He's always ready. There's no such thing. And if you wait on your flesh to be ready to repent, I'm here to tell you flesh will never be ready. Because flesh is not, it it doesn't want the things of God. Flesh wants what it wants. That's why we have so much uh, crime going on in the world. We have so many people that's committing all kinds of murder, that's robbing people. Why? Because these they want fleshly things. They're not listening to the Spirit of God. And when you don't listen and obey the Spirit of God and you go by your flesh, it's designed to set you up for some mess. You have people, I know a guy right now that was with a woman Because his flesh wanted to be with this woman, not because God put him with this woman. His flesh wanted to be with this woman, and he wound up doing time because of this woman. See, flesh has set you up. That's why it's important to go by the leading of the Holy Ghost. It's important to listen to the Holy Ghost. It's important. It's no such thing as oh I don't have to ask God if I like somebody. I heard a man tell me that if I like somebody, I'ma just be with them and ask God to bless it. No, that's not how it works. See, that's a person that's talking out of their flesh. They're not talking of the Spirit, because the Spirit will lead and guide you what to all truth. The spirit going to lead and guide you to the truth. So it doesn't say nothing about the flesh going to do that. So I am here to encourage you to get out of the flesh. Get out of the flesh. It doesn't matter. Most of the time, I promise you, most of the time, 97% of the time, if not all, your flesh is wrong. Your flesh is absolutely wrong. It's just like people have sex with people without marriage. And they say, oh, I love this person. No, you're in lust and you are blind. The thing about sex, sex is not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. And some people are blinded. By their own lust, their own the lust of their own flesh. They're blinded, they can't see what they need to see. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what flesh does. And I, I have a thing where I tell young women, if it don't sound like God, if it don't look like God, don't do it. Because anybody who don't sound like God, and when you can tell. When somebody please is 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 thinking and walking in the will and the calling of God. You can tell. I don't care what nobody said. I have sat and talked to people who told me they were Christian and they told me that. But they cuss like a dog and and, and then will make up why they do this. Talking about people who supposedly been in, in saved for years, but they they don't they forgot to read the scripture about filthy language, about talking like that. They forgot to read that scripture. And they sit up there and they will talk like a dog, and they were a pastor or anything, and and want and didn't want to come and minister to you. And they sitting around. Talking like a dog and messing with marijuana and all that kind of stuff under a freaking delusion and they think that you just as delusional as they are and you just and I've sat there listening to a man do that and I'm sitting there just like he can't be serious but then you want to give me a sermon after I heard you just say some filthy things see he is his flesh listening to the flesh and I promise you that flesh is designed to I'm telling you it's going to cause you to fail every time you listen to it and some of you are prideful you don't, you're not teachable, so you don't want anybody to say anything to you. And then you come up with these little sorry excuses like, oh well, we all, oh, God knows. Yeah, he does know. And he knows that you ain't right. He does. And he knows that you want to just go running around listening to flesh. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. It comes to a point where you have to say, I'm done with this. If you have a lying spirit. It comes to a point. If you are a liar and that's all you do is lie and you know you're lying, you need to, you have to get to a point in your walk with the Lord where you say, I am going to stop lying. I am not going to lie anymore. My yay is going to be yay and my nay going to be nay. I am not going to lie anymore. I don't care who the truth hurts. I don't care what it's about. And if I can't Say anything, then I'm just going to shut my mouth and not lie anymore. This is what we need to make a decision on. If you're fornicating, it comes to the point that you can't keep saying, Oh, God knows my heart. Yeah, He does. You're not right. And we all can see that. When Jesus said, We know the tree by the fruit. It bears, okay? So a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So please, the people that talk like that, please miss me with that. Only thing you're doing is pacifying yourself and lying to yourself. You're not lying to me because I know better than that. I'm a living witness to these things, so I know better than that. But You have a lot of people, well, God knows, no, no, he doesn't. He knows that you're not right. He does know that. And and we all can see that, you know? So at the end of the day, it comes to a point that you have to stop Laying in a bed with somebody that you're not married to, it comes to you have to make that decision. What's more important? Is it going to be for God I live, for God I die, or I'm going to just listen to my flesh? It got look, you we're at the time in history, we're at the time in the world right now where you have to pick. A side. And when you pick that side, you're going to have to stay on the side that you pick. You're going to have to choose heaven or hell. You're gonna have to choose, and you have no choice. Everybody in the world, man, woman, boy, and girl, is gonna have to pick a side, and you're gonna have to stay on that side. So you're gonna either, it's only two races. Y'all can miss me with the black man, the white man stuff, the Chinese man, the brown man. Y'all can miss me with all of that, because there's only two races. You understand? You're either part of the good race or you're part of the bad race. It's up to you. Okay? Common sense is not common anymore. Okay? Telling people the truth now is not... People, rather for you to lie to them than tell them the truth. The Bible was so true. Man, rather believe a lie than the truth. You're going to have to pick a side. People don't want the truth. That's a conservative thing now. The truth is, when you tell people the truth about who they are, you can't even tell people can't tell a person if they're a man or woman because you're wrong if you, t- if you tell them the truth, you can't tell people that, that you look, it's heaven or hell. Cause you are wrong. If you tell them that can't tell people no more, people don't want to hear what the, what the Bible say, because out of something th- th- that the devil created, the Bible became hate for some, for some reason. It's the most wonderful book of love that you can find. Who else is going to love you so much that they give their son for you? Who else is going to love you so much that they will lay down their lives for you? Who has done that for you? Who? has done that for you? Who gonna love you so much that they tell you about your enemy? They'll tell you what your enemy wants to do to you. How your enemy wants to destroy you. How your enemy wants to get rid of you. But they say listen, if you come to me, honey, I'll give you rest. I'll protect you. I'll keep you covered. I mean come on. Who is gonna do that for you? What person in the world, you can't even meet people nowadays, you, got, you can be getting beat up in the street, okay? And people will take out their phones and video it. They won't come over there and get no help, won't call the police, but they will take the phone out and video you being beat to death. So ask yourself that question. How can something be hate when somebody is saying that they love you? They, they warn you about your enemy? Let me break it to you down like break it down to you like this. If I knew that there were snakes in the backyard that were that were poisonous snakes and they were big and I knew they were out there and I go outside and I see them. And I run back in the house. I come back in the house, you're sitting in the room. I never tell you anything, right? And I say to you, let me put it to you like this: I come in the house, and I know it's snakes in the backyard. And I say, friend, you you get up, and you say, oh, manga I'm about to go outside. And I say, wait a minute, friend. No, you don't want to go back there, friend, because there's snakes back there. And they'll bite you. they are poison the snakes back there. And if they bite you, they might kill you. Now, I'm not forcing nothing on you. Now, if you want to go out there, that's on you. It's not my job to, to, to make you stay in now. I'm going to tell you the truth. It's my job to give you the truth. So I tell you the truth. I say, friend, I don't think I would do that if I was you because I just saw all these snakes outside, and I don't think you should go out there because one of them might bite you. And you tell me, well, I'm going to get up and go anyway. Now, that's your choice. I warned you. That's your choice. But if I come in the house knowing that poisonous snakes are out there, I come in the house and you get your jacket and say, you know what, Manga, I think I'm going to go outside. And I say, okay, go ahead. Have a good time out there. And I don't say nothing to you. What type of friend would I be? Now, I knew that there were some snakes out there that was poisonous and that will bite you. And you go out there and get bit. Now, what type of friend am I? What type of love is that? How I'm going to tell you, oh, I love you so much, but, you know, I just didn't want to say nothing to you because I was letting you do your own thing. I mean, yeah, I knew the snakes were out there, but I didn't want to say nothing to you because I figured that it was your choice to do your own thing to go out there. Why would I say anything to you? You would think that I was no good. You would ask me, what type of friend are you? You didn't even warn me. You didn't even warn me and tell me that I could have got bit by a snake. And you just came from out there. And you mean to tell me you let me go out there and get bit without saying nothing? You wouldn't be my friend again. Because you would think that I was no good. And I wouldn't be any good if I did that to you. That's the same thing. That's why I get on here and I tell y'all about the Lord. I'm trying to help you, save you from the dangers of hell. Hell is real. I don't want you to burn for eternity. Now, I'm not forcing nothing on you. If you want to go and live any type of way and you think it's cool and you want to keep making excuses and it, oh, God knows my heart. Oh, God understands. If you want to keep singing that God understands song and he knows my heart. You can say that song all you want. And if that's what you want to keep doing, you go right on ahead. I'm not going to stop you. It's not my job to tell you what you should do or what you better do. It is my job to give you the truth. It is my job to do that. Now, I'll give you the truth. If you don't want the truth and you say, well, I'm going to do what I want, that's your choice. Do what you want. By all means. Do what you want. I'm not going to stand in your way. By all means, honey, do you, boo, do you, okay? Live your life, if that's what you feel. But because I love you, and I want you to be saved from the hellfire, I will tell you the truth, because I love you. I don't want you to ever say, I know about this place. I don't want you to say, oh, nobody ever told me. Mingda supposed to be my friend, and she never said nothing to me. See, when you go to the Lord, I don't want you to tell the Lord that because that ain't going to be true. So I want to tell you because somebody told me. And I want I want you to be saved from this place called hell, from this place of torment, I want you to be saved from that. The enemy don't like you. He ain't your friend. And I want you to understand that. God has every, all the best for you. God loves you. He wants to fellowship with you. He wants you to include him in your life. He wants to be a part of every aspect of your life. He wants to. And this is the thing. If we if we let him come in, he'll clean us up. He's the ultimate carpenter. He'll go inside of your house. And it might be dirty, and it might be stinking, and you might have done a lot of things in that house. You might have... Did this and people done talked about you and said that you wasn't gonna be nothing and there's no hope for you and you can't do this, and it might be dirty in that house. The floors ain't been mopped in years. But see, the thing about Jesus is Jesus a walk in that house and he'll look around in that house because Jesus sees you which for what you should be, who you are. He don't see you for what other people say. Other people say, Oh, so-and-so ain't no good. So-and-so is a jailbird. They ain't going to never be nothing. Look at them. They can't, they don't talk right. I don't like their attitude. I don't like how they are. Oh, my gosh. I knew they wasn't going to be nothing. But see, Jesus don't say that. He'll go in that house and he'll clean it up. He'll gut it out. He'll take out all that old stuff. Move all that stuff. And he does the job, honey. He don't need nobody to come in here and help him with the job. He goes in there. And he cleans that house out. He makes it brand new. That house starts sparkling. He he touches up. Put the marble floors down. He puts that gold around you. He put that, that, that beautiful all them jaspers and stones and all that. And when people look at that house again everybody wants a piece of that house they want to get in there because you you know what because it's cleaned up it looks beautiful it looks rich it looks like a luxury house look that house don't even look like it been through nothing if people would have seen that house before they wouldn't have wanted it but that house looked like after all that house been through it looks shiny it looks beautiful see that's, that's how Jesus does. That's why I say he's the ultimate carpenter. He'll clean it up. God will clean you up if he got to reach way down. Jesus will pick you up. If he got to get down and reach you, get you out of that pit, he'll get you out of there. I'm a witness to that. I'm telling y'all, I know what I'm talking about. At one time, I was filthy. I was no good. I was black inside. I had low self-esteem. I, had, I felt like there was no hope. I didn't see no light at the end of the tunnel. I had times I didn't even want to live. I didn't even want to be here. I didn't even want to talk to people. I didn't even love myself, so it was hard for me to love anybody else. I never understood, I always struggled with love ever since I was a kid. Even though I would hear people say I love you, I never believed them. I wasn't raised by my father nor my mother. And all my life, when I was a kid, I used to think nobody wants me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough and I remember Growing up in the house with my grandfather, he used to tell me how stupid I was, how ugly I was. And he used to tell me, "You, oh, you ain't going to be no good. You ain't nobody going to ever want you. And somewhere down the line, I believed that. So when I was older and I got into a relationship, I believed that I deserved to be abused. I believed that. Everything bad happened. I believe I deserved it because I couldn't see any me being good enough for anything. I remember I used to ask a dude, tell me he loved me. I used to ask him, why? What would you love me for? I was messed up. I had jealousy. I had envy. I had hatred. I had a lust spirit. I was messed up. I was trying to fit in with everything but the right thing. But one day, Jesus came. And I never, I always, even when I was a kid, I used to think that maybe he didn't love me because I was bad in some type of way. Maybe that's why my parents didn't want me. I used to think that way. And then I remember like one day when I really gave my life to Christ, like for real, for real, and getting in the word and praying and and, and crying out to the Lord, God changed me. I look for love in all the wrong places. I look for love in men. I thought I had to, and there's nothing the wrong with getting married, but you need to be healthy with this. I had unhealthy things, I was very toxic, and I looked for love in men. I was scared to, some some dudes I didn't even wanna be with. I promise you, I didn't wanna be with them. But I was scared to be alone. I felt like I wasn't fit to live, and I definitely wasn't fit to die. And those are facts. And I would just take abuse and take dumb stuff because I didn't want to be alone. I was afraid of that. And it's like, because I always, ever since I was a kid, I always felt alone. Like, you know, I have to say this, my grandmother, I love my grandmother. My grandmother is the only mother I've ever known and I, I, I've never and I'm being honest i never blamed her for anything because my grandmother took a lot she had a lot happen to her in her life but I always to this day I always I love her I would give her anything I would do anything for her I would give her anything and that's the truth I wish I had more so I can do more for her. My grandmother, the the greatest thing my grandmother ever did was tell me about Jesus. And trust me, my grandma tried. She did her best for what she had. She raised us the best way she knew. And I always appreciate her and love her because she didn't have to do it she didn't have to do it. And I love, I would love her always for who she is. You know? And I, I you know, I just I just remember like my grandmother teaching us about God and her praying at night and I would hear her crying and I said Lord. And she told us about Jesus. And ever since I was a kid, I always loved Jesus. No matter what. I was molested as a child. And I told y'all the story. I was molested by my grandfather for years. And even though I was going through that, I always, I always loved Christ. I always loved him. I always wanted to be be used by him in some type of way, in, in some type of, uh, it didn't matter to me. Like, I almost felt like David when he said, I, if, if I could be a doorkeeper in my father's house, if I if I could just, you know, whatever. I just wanted to be used by God, and I always want God to, to, to love me and to know who I was because that was something I struggled with. And I remember as a kid, we used to sing that song, Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. And we, man, and I used to, uh, excuse me, I I had to sing this weekend, so I'm a little hoarse, so I, I can't really, but I remember that. And I remember when I really gave, my life to Christ and I start understanding better the things of God now you would think that it was all those years because I used to be a youth pastor and I used to preach and all that and you would think that it was then no it was later on now I had gave my life to Christ but I didn't understand you know because some things I I didn't know and God started opening my eyes and giving me a better understanding. And it's definitely near the, uh, when the pandemic happened. And that's why I always say, my ex-boyfriend, I will always appreciate him. I learned so much from him about the word of God. He opened my eyes to so many things that I did not know. And I appreciate him for that. I appreciate my grandmother. Like I said, the best gift she ever gave me was telling me about Christ. Because she told me about my best friend. She told me about my everything. I can't do nothing without him. I've tried. I'm going to be honest with you. I've made a lot of bad decisions. I've done things like I've I've made so many bad decisions that... (laughs) Without even asking him, without even acknowledging him, and just doing it. And every decision I made, like backfired. Like, like this is why I tell y'all, I'm not just talking out the side of my neck. I'm just, I'm not one of those people that just go to church. You know, I'm talking out the side of my neck. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you from experience, and I'm telling you the stuff that I dealt with. It, I mean, so many times I felt like giving up on myself. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, if it wasn't for prayer and the prayers of the righteous, if it wasn't for knowing who Jesus is, like, I I don't know where I'll be. God is amazing. I know Christ is real. I know, I know he died Romans 10, 9 tells you how to be saved. And I know he rose on the third day. I know that. I know that without a doubt. I know that. I know he's real. He's everything. Confess your sins to him. You will never find a better friend, a better anything. You can look for love wherever you want. People be worrying about relationships and this, that, and the other Ain't nothing wrong with it. But you need a relationship with Christ. That's first and foremost. I don't care. Look. You can call yourself a Muslim, whatever. You need a relationship with Christ, period. He's the only way. There's no other way. There's no other way. There's no other way. If you close your eyes the day tomorrow thinking it's another way, you are going to hell. There is no other way. Now, it's still up to you to make the decision to find out. you can be anything you want. Ain't no other way. I don't care what celebrity, I don't care what. I'm telling you as a living witness, there's no other way. This is the best place to be in. No matter what, he calms all your fears. There used to be a song that they say he looks beyond all of my faults, and he sees what I need. He saw what I need. He does. I have a a lot of them, a lot of flaws, but he cleans. He specializes in cleaning up flaws and, and turnarounds and all that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about that. Just come to Him. He'll give you rest. He'll give you peace. I used to think that people can bring you happiness. I used to think that even if you have a baby, that can bring you happiness. I know a lot of people say that, but that's not true. Because if you're not, if you don't have joy on the inside, you can have 20 kids and still not be happy. That's not enough. You need more than that. Kids grow up, they leave. Then you back to zero by yourself. So you need something that's gonna bring you real joy. Not just joy, happiness, because you have a happy man going on. But real joy, real peace. And only Christ can offer that. Only he can give that. Nobody else can give it. I don't care what you read. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I did all of that. You can you can read whatever. Only, only Christ can... Restore. He can make you whole. He can give you peace, joy, happiness, all that. Even when you're happening, it's not even happening. <laughs> you'll still have joy. And you'll look back and say, after all I've been through, I still got joy. After all I've been through. And there's no pity party. There's no pity party. There's no old poor me, yeah well things happen to all of us but you can look back on your life like man I do that sometimes, like after everything I've been through everything that happened to me in my life I never thought I'd be in this place I never thought that I would Escape half of the things that I've been through. I thought those things were going to last forever. Um, I never thought I would have the peace that I have, the joy that I have, the love. I never thought that. I, I used to say, how could anyone love me? And maybe I wasn't, I wasn't fit to love at one point. I can admit that. But God comes and he changes and he makes the difference. And you're like, wow, really? You know? So I just want to encourage you. If you don't know him, please get to know him. Romans 10 please read that. It tells you how. And if you are a Christian, please, and you've been slacking, please develop a real prayer life. Please start getting back into your word. Start listening to worship. Start worshiping God. Ask God to teach you how to worship him. They that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So teach God. Ask God to teach you. Ask him to teach you how to worship him. How to give him praise. How to um, just, just exalt him. And he will. He'll teach you anything you need to know. This is an everyday walk. This is an everyday journey, an everyday process. This this is not a one-time deal. You just don't get saved at one time and then you just put everything down and that's it. No, it's no such thing. You have to keep going. It's not one save, always save. No, you got to keep going. We have to die daily to this flesh. So it's a process. It's a daily process. It's a it's a forever process. But you will you will start to die daily every day of the things of the flesh, the things of the world. You know, my prayer is every day, God, let me hate the things that you hate and let me love the things that you love. Even when it comes down to me eating, even help me to eat the way I need to for nourishment. You know what I'm saying? Let me not be conformed to this world, but let me be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Remember, everything starts with the mind. Losing weight starts with the mind. Everything, working out starts with the mind. Everything starts with the mind. So your mind has to be renewed every day. Every day, say, God, renew my mind. Uh, Go to Psalms 51. God created me a clean heart of God. Renew the right spirit within me. I believe in praying God's word to him. If you want protection from everything and all things, Psalm 91, read Psalm 91. If you abide in him, he'll protect us. He'll keep us in the ark of safety. No matter what we see, you'll be seeing people die all around you. You'll be seeing uh, uh, tragedy and tragic situations and you will be seeing this happen. You will hear the news saying that happened and you will hear about wars and rumors of wars. You'll be hearing about all kinds of stuff happening. But none of these things shall come near you. None of these things shall harm you. According to Psalms 91, God's protection will be around you. And then you go to no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. And that's for anybody who's forming a weapon. The Bible does not say it will not be formed. But it says no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. It won't prosper. It ain't going to go through. I'm trying to tell Oh, man. God is amazing. I'm trying to tell you no weapon. People may rise up. they tongue may rise up against me, but it shall come down. Every word that's spoken negative against me, everything that the devil has planned, people will try to come after you. But the Bible says that no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. It won't work. It won't happen. Because I'm in the arc of safety. And stay in the safety of God. How we stay in the safety with God. We keep on. Keep on with your prayer life. Fast. Pray. Believe God. Talk to God. If you feel yourself getting weak, honey, be like David. Sometimes you got to learn how to encourage yourself. It's a song. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to speak victory during the test. And no matter how you feel, Speed the words in you. Y'all know it. <laughs> That's Donald Lawrence. If you don't know that song, go on YouTube, look up Encourage Yourself. And I mean, when I tell you, and if you feel yourself getting a little weak, Go get another man or woman of God, somebody that's living for the Lord. Go to a Bible-believing church, a church that believes that Jesus rose from the dead and he's coming again. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now as we speak. So go to a Bible-believing church, if you feel yourself, honey, so it can help you. Because what the Bible tells us to do as believers, build each other up in the faith. So come on. I'm helping to build you, you build me. Let's pray for each other. Okay? Because sometimes, you know, things things will start weighing down, but uh uh-uh, God got you. You are more than a conqueror. Believe that. Go look for that in Romans. You are more than a conqueror. You know why? Christ have overcame the world. If God be for you, then who can be against you? Who, who is man to be against you? Who cares? Who cares what man think? If God be for me, then who can be against me? I don't care what other people think and what they say. God is for me. Amen. So I love your 23rd Psalms. The Lord is your shepherd and he shall, you shall not want. You don't have to want for anything. God is a good shepherd. Okay? So I love your, hold on, my brothers and sisters, hold on. Your help is coming, change is coming. Hold on just a little while longer. Our help is coming. I love you. Good night.